If you're a fan of the 430 movie, you'll love Best Movies Never Made, hosted by myself, Josh Miller. And Steven Scarlatta. Where we explore some of the greatest movies never made, like E.T. 2. Johnny Quest. Beetlejuice Goes Hawaiian. And Halloween 3D. New episodes available every other Monday, wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, this is Mark A. Altman. And if you love Star Trek, then have we got the podcast for you. It's Inglorious Trexperts, where we talk about Star Trek from the original series through Next Generation, Deep Space Nine, And Voyager. sometimes, sometimes we don't talk about Star Trek, but we're still Trexperts. Indeed we are. And we have some great special guests coming to you. So... If you're a Star Trek fan, or even if you're just a Darren Docterman fan, you should listen to Inglorious Trexperts every Saturday on the Electric Search Channel. Speaking of Star Wars, I just went on Rise of the Resistance. And let me tell you, it is the greatest theme park ride I've ever been on. Don't mince words, Mark. What do you really think? Well, I think it's the greatest theme park <laughs> ride I've ever been on. It's fantastic. I, I totally changed my opinion about Star Wars Land. Fantastic. And if you want a fantastic Star Wars podcast, you should listen to The Rebel and the Rogue, a Star Wars podcast with hosts Jason Tobias and Bevan, available every Tuesday wherever you listen to podcasts. It's the greatest Star Wars podcast on the Electric Surge Network. It's the only Star Wars podcast no. on the Electric <laughs> Hey, this is Mark A. Altman. And if you're a fan of the only gentleman secret agent with a license to kill and thrill, you should pick up my new James Bond oral history, Nobody Does It Better. Available now in hardcover, audio, and digital wherever books are sold. Do you expect me to read? No, I expect you to buy it. Need to make a call? Look for a police call box. That's where you'll find Two on Who, the new Doctor Who podcast from Electric Surge. Two on Who is available wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, this is Mark A. Altman. Now you can enjoy all your favorite Electric Surge podcasts on the Electric Now channel. Download Zumo, Distro TV, and Stir, and soon the Electric Now app, where you can enjoy great television and movies from Electric Entertainment, as well as all your favorite Electric Surge podcasts like The 430 Movie, Inglorious Trexperts, The Best Movies Never Made, The Rebel and the Rogue, a Star Wars podcast, and coming soon, Two on Who, a Doctor Who podcast. Back in the 70s and 80s, before the advent of VHS, chances are, if you saw a classic movie, it was on the 430 movie. With their famous theme weeks, it was a chance to see movies you'd never seen before and get reacquainted with some old classics. So now, join us for the 430 movie. Welcome to the 430 movie. This is Animation Week. Hey, this is Mark A. Altman, and it's another exciting week of the 430 movie with your favorite 430 movie hosts. We're all animated. We're so very animated, animated. Very animated. <laughs> we're moving, Look we're moving, we're, we're full of energy. We're coming even though... at you at 430 frames per second. I don't know. I, I, we just got back from Shake Shack. <laughs> I don't know how animated I am after a tasty burger. <laughs> that was, it, was, it was very good. You know what I tried recently, which I really like? The Beyond Burger. Have you had those? I haven't those? tried that. The, the Impossible Burger or the Beyond yeah. Burger. Yeah. I, 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 the I, Beyond I, Burger was preceded by the Into Darkness Burger. Right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Hamburger into darkness. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh. Yeah. Starring Benedict Cumberbatch. But if that as were meat. true, I wouldn't like either of them. <laughs> Frankie <laughs> Fane is meat. Filet of Fane. Frankie Fane. Did, did, did you buy the Oscar on that? Sure as hell did. Oh so, did I. God, so did and I. And it looks great. And we listened to the uh, oh, both the, commentary. The, the, the commentary the track. track. How was it? It was fine. Pretty good. Pretty good. The most, you know, little digression here is has nothing to do with animation, but the Oscar, 
Apparently, Harlan Ellison's script was something like 300, almost 400 pages long. And where the movie opens, it's 100 pages into that script. They basically skipped yeah. over the first 100 pages. Where Frankie Fane is on the street selling the jewels of sound to whoever <laughs> wants uh, to get high on. <laughs> Not on my ship, mister. Oh, my gosh. But it's, a, it's a great uh, commentary track with Patton Oswalt, Josh Olson, and Eric Nelson uh, talking about the Oscar. Yeah, you know, I have problems listening to Josh Olson because that time we played volleyball, he spit on the sand in the middle of beach oh. volleyball. So I, I just it's a faux pas. Faux pas. Volleyball. You know, you know I, I, I just I hold grudges. What can I say? It's not a good quality, I admit it. But you know, I just like you playing beach volleyball. Who's you don't spit in the sand? Find a cup. Find a find a the dispense. I mean, that sand is for dogs to poop in, not for people. No, no. Spit it's in. just like you're sitting there on the like. What if I step in your your spit? I don't want to do that. And you have coronavirus. And yeah. How long ago was this? I don't know. It was about ten long, years ago. Long time. More than that. 10, 10, 15 years 15 ago. Fifteen or twenty years yeah. ago. I think. <laughs> well, you know what? Let I was, it go. Let I was at uh, Jeff Goldsmith's uh, son's bar mitzvah. We ran uh, into that girl who took my chair at Lola's, and I wasn't gonna. <laughs> Boy, wasn't gonna you remember sit, sit, everything. I wasn't gonna talk to her either. It. Every <laughs> slight. That's right. Wow, this you is would... Grudge Week on the 430 <laughs> movie. Well, it would be a good, you know, it's funny because my wife uh, listens to the podcast every week. She's a big fan. She's going to hate this episode. I can oh. just tell. It's like, wow. She said, that is your least attractive quality. Um, holding, <laughs> holding grudges. grudges. Yeah. <laughs> it's genetic. Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> that is very funny. You have plenty of unappealing qualities. <laughs> <laughs> very good, sir. Very good. And thank you. You and good night. <laughs> I hope you've been enjoying 430 movie playing repeats. Um, <laughs> that's that's hysterical. So what are we doing this week? Oh, animation. 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 Very, you know, like animation. You've been asking for it at home. We we many times on 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 Twitter feeds on, on and the on Twitter. social asking. Say, when are you guys going to do animation? You always miss these great animated movies. You know, and of course, animation. I assume uh, includes anime as well. Sure. Sure. Uh, the the um, stop motion. Remember that time at Helluride oh. when the guy. Explain what manga was and anime. anime. He gave it, us a lecture. Do you remember the movie? It was Princess Mononoke. It was Princess okay. Mononoke. And this guy um, got up, because this is a very erudite, film-loving audience, mm -hmm. and he just spoke down to everyone like they were morons. <laughs> he was just like, can you say it with me? Anime. Anime, right, anime. And it's like, it's, it's Japanese manga. animation, manga. And he was like explaining it like, you know, as though people had never heard of Miyazaki. I mean, maybe they haven't, but, you know, it was like, it was There's just a way really... to do it that doesn't condescend to your no, audience so much. No, it's not, it wasn't as bad as that time we all crashed the screening of the Star Wars Special Editions, and they were shooting the commercial oh, wow. at the same time, and they asked us all to chant in unison, Star, Star Wars, Wars, Star Wars, Wars, and hold up lightsabers. They gave out lightsabers. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. And then we realized it was because they wanted us to hold the lightsabers up and chant Star Wars. And look like a-holes. Yeah, hey. that was, yeah, we did. I, <laughs> but we we didn't do that. We 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 refused to be. Ex there was a time when this, when at least three three of the four people at this table, stood in line for the Star Wars special edition for mm -hmm. about eight hours. <sighs> yeah, maybe nine hours. We got there so overnight. Early. I got there at like two or three o'clock in the morning. I know the sun was down. The sun's going down, and uh, we waited online um, for this test screening of. Um, Star Wars uh, was the special thing. We're so anxious to see it. I, I had to use an assumed name. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, they knew I had a magazine at the time. Mm -hmm. And, uh, man, when they 
Oh, man, that was... <laughs> and there were so many people there. I am alt Markman. I'm surprised they let me on the lot anymore. But uh, <laughs> but it was um, it was crazy. I can't imagine waiting eight or nine hours. For... Dude, I... the only thing that even comes close waiting that long was the birth of my first child. And even in that case, I went home. I mean, that's a long <laughs> You went home to the birth of your first child? Oh, hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I really I had to go get some stuff. Technically, so <laughs> like stuff or stuff, stuff, stuff. like okay. stuff. Yeah, it was uh, back, that Star Wars screening was just crazy. She held my place. <laughs> it was so painful watching that. You know, watching those changes. We don't need to dig up old wounds. Do you we? of all people should know the danger of reopening old wounds. No, well, here it was to... exciting because we hadn't seen that movie on a big screen, and you know that was exciting. Fifteen years, that part was almost. exciting, and you still hadn't when it was done. That's the oh, I was going to say. I mean, the funny thing is, it's animation weekend in a way. That, that CG was kind they of added some like... animation into the <laughs> uh, into the movie. Interesting, but interesting. You had digital Yoda. Well, you know, we're in a we're not in, in Star era Wars. Now. I mean, not Yoda. I mean, digital uh, Jabba. Jabba, digital Jabba. Baby Jabba. The Rontos. <laughs> Baby Jabba. <laughs> but, but now we're in an age in the last few years anyway with movies, well, probably maybe talk about some of these like The Jungle Book or The Lion King ah. where they're remaking traditionally animated films in photorealistic in animation. animation. <laughs> right, right, and right. they call them live action, but, but they're, they're not they're live not. action. It's animation. Yeah, that's interesting. And I know that was an issue with the Academy Awards. It's like, should these be considered animated films right. or live yeah. action movies? They're animated. Unless you're unless you're filming a subject with a camera, that's what I happens when technology encroaches on art. Yeah, I haven't seen things any of get those weird. Movies. How how is the live action? The Jungle um, Book actually Jungle is, Book is, is really good. It's really good. good. It's, yeah. a, it's a mix because some of it obviously is live action, but right. it's actually quite good. And really then how is Lion King? Didn't see it. I liked I it. See it I thought it was pretty good. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not a big fan of the original Lion King. Oh, really? I love the original Lion King. I thought that was a great movie. It's fine, but it's just not my cup of tea. Mm. That was like the height of, I thought, Disney's second age. Hmm. I liked Aladdin better, actually. You liked Aladdin? I I think Aladdin's more fun. That's what I mean. I don't think it's a better (laughs) movie, though. To each his own. See, yeah, I, see, I like Hunchback of Notre Dame better, but I'm kind of in the minority. Well, we talked here. about that. You know, Steve yeah. Steve is a big fan of Hunchback. No, I like Hunchback. And we talked about it at WonderCon I like that. Um, when we did Disney, Disney Week. week. For yeah. Disney week. So if you want to hear Steve talk about Hunchback. Hunchback um, people? Hunchback of Notre Dame. <laughs> um, you should check out uh, Disney Week, which was um, we did live at WonderCon last year. And speaking of WonderCon, hopefully if there is a WonderCon, we will be uh, bringing this uh, podcast live to WonderCon again this year. Right. Um, live on tape. To you live to listen tape. later. We'll be yeah. doing it live in front of a studio audience. But if you're in Anaheim, you can experience the magic live. <laughs> Indeed. And you know what other magic you should experience that has nothing to do with animation? Um, I recently went Dating? on- Dating? Oh, uh, Rise of the Resistance. What? What? I don't even get that joke. <laughs> so <laughs> what? We went on, I went on uh, Rise of the Resistance. Good for you. It's so- Great. It must be nice. It sh- must be nice. Must be nice. I still haven't it's, gone. Uh, I haven't it's either. so. I'm not going to say anything other than greatest theme park ride ever. Mm-hmm. Probably the third or fourth greatest Star Wars movie. Interesting. I loved it. We had such a great time. It redefines what a theme park ride is. And I know we were on the show when we did our Star Wars week, and I talked about how Galaxy's Edge was. You know, a little bit of a disappointment to mm-hmm. me. It didn't lower to my expectations. This ride not only met my expectations, it exceeded them. It's the Citizen Kane of theme park rides. If I was Scott Mance, <laughs> that's what I would say. Uh, I, and a pal! I just loved. Sorry. I just loved this Rise of the Resistance. I'm glad you liked it. 
Yeah. Well, yeah. if you've got uh, Disney Plus, you can watch the uh, the uh, Imagineering story documentary series, and I believe it's the, the last episode goes takes a deep dive into the development of that ride. Okay. Behind the scenes, I know they did it. It's, I it's amazing. It. I, the technology I looks incredible. It, it it just pushes it forward. So it's it's one step closer to Westworld. I, without oh. giving anything away, the animatronics are light years beyond anything that's ever been done at the Disney parks. And I was blown away by Hondo in mm. The Smuggler's Run, and mm. even that pales in comparison. And um, uh, it's just, it, 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 it combines a dark ride, and it combines a thrill ride, and it combines... Like a, a motion simulator. It's just so good. It, yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's great. And um, it's just so clever, and it's really smart, and... Um, um, I was so happy to have the opportunity to go on it. Um, I just can't say enough good things about it. Really great. Someday. I'm going to try to go on it in WonderCon weekend, but we'll see. It's probably it's during the spring break time, so I'm sure it's going to be difficult. Yeah, to, but if uh, you get in at opening and you're just ready to... <laughs> pre- um, no, I won't you, be. Steve doesn't opening. get up early. You almost have to be, as I understand. Yeah. You, you have, have to be have there, to, yeah. yeah. So it's not going to happen this time. So maybe next year. When yeah, it, when I it... mean, we got down there before the gates opened. We got into the park before it opened, and just waiting, you know, to get on the boarding group. And even then, it was like we were 130. And some days, that's a very late boarding group. We were very lucky that day the ride didn't break down, so we got on around like two or three in the afternoon. And the only thing that sucked was that because they do it by boarding groups, you can't go on it again. Oh you know, right, you know because it, it's the kind of ride I I, I could have rid, rid you know just gotten right gone, back all, in line. Oh my god, <laughs> yeah. absolutely, absolutely! I loved it. It was it was like it was like being in a Star Wars movie. Wow, cool. You 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 dig it the most. I don't know I'm, if I want to be in a Star Wars movie. Well, good Star Wars movie. Oh okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was it was really cool. I mean, it's really cool, and it really builds on I I think uh, you know what sort of the Star Trek experience pioneered many mm. years ago mm-hmm. in Vegas, but just light years beyond that. Uh, okay, so we're talking about animated movies. Some would call them cartoons. Others would call them art. Um, we, you know, obviously we think it's worthy of a week because we think that animation is an incredible art form. Um, it has evolved tremendously over the years um, from it's, 2D it's been cell animation from the silent era, from the very there beginning. Was, you know, was it Gertie the dinosaur? Sure. Uh, from the was that the teens or the twenties? 20s maybe? I don't remember. Uh, I wasn't around. (laughs) (laughs) And people thought that the emergence of CG in the 90s would be the end of animation, Mm. you know, as an art form. But in fact, it actually... Let's well, kill the animated film. It, it will kill the 2D <laughs> animated 2D. film, but it, in uh, large part. I mean, Miyazaki still makes his films mm-hmm. hand drawn, and, and a lot of television is still hand drawn, and and it's a wonderful, beautiful art form. And and I hope there's and and, and the claws recently I heard was terrific on mm-hmm. Netflix. Mm-hmm. You watched it, Darren, yeah. right? That's uh, T uh, Golden Globe winner, right? Golden Globe winner. It's the hand-drawn animation, Yes, right? it's yeah, about it's Klaus Van Bulow, a uh, reversal of <laughs> no, fortune. No, it's not. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it's about Klaus. <laughs> oh. Oh, my um, goodness. But, yeah, it, the, the hand-drawn Kinski. art form is still, still it's going. It's about Klaus Kinski. The making of Fitzcarraldo. It's an animated movie about the making of Fitzcarraldo. That would be awesome. If it was, Steve would have seen it. Yes. Yes. You get in that boat. I have a rifle with eight bullets. The first seven are for you, and the last one is for me. <laughs> Bounty hunting is a dangerous business. Um, so let me ask you, um, uh, Steve. McClunky. Or, <laughs> let me ask you, McClunky. Uh, 
where do we fall on um, stop motion animation or Will Vinton type? Is that do we does that fall under the purview Absolutely. of animation? Absolutely, of, of course, okay. yeah, because you're you're creating the uh, the the motion picture experience one frame at a time, right. whether okay. it's using three dimensional objects or pixels or ink. animation okay. cells, ink, yeah. But something like King Kong would not qualify because even though it has a titular character that is animated, um, stop motion animated, it, it's not an it's, not, would, it's a yeah. live action movie. I would consider yeah. that a visual yeah. effect in a live action okay. movie. I would think anything in the movie that is shot live action takes it out of being an animated movie. What about Space Jam? <laughs> not an animated movie. Well, about okay. who, who framed Roger, Roger Rabbit? I was just going to say. Not an animated no. movie. Is that right? I don't know. I mean, it's it combines live movie. action, but animated characters. Yeah, but it's not. It also was featured prominently in our Disney Week yeah. last year. Right. Um, not that that was season one, so we could go back to the well, but, but I think it's an you're interesting right. thought experiment. Cool World, not animated. Not animated. Also, but and it not could good. be on yeah. Brad Pitt Week. <laughs> Who knows, you know? Yeah. Pitt Week. <laughs> Whereas a film using rotoscope technology, I would consider animated, right. even though you're shooting live action plates and, right. and animating over yeah, them right. as That's a guide. Different. That's yeah. a different. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think now we, we kind of have our... We have our parameters. We have the parameters for <laughs> what animation week is. Um, we, we, now we, we'll find out what it isn't. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I mean, uh, you know, a lot of people think animation is for kids, but as we see, uh, that's not true. Uh, there are a lot of great animated films that are not made for kids. Um, it's, it's an art form uh, unique to itself. And uh, Steve Melching, well, why don't you start us off on Monday? I was going to say, uh, uh, animation, I think, is among the first audiovisual things we are exposed to as children, I think, mm-hmm. largely, especially our generation, you know, whether it's TV cartoons or it, quite often you're, it was maybe the first movie experience you had in a theater. Your parents take you to see a Disney movie in the mm-hmm. theater for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think... You know, it's it's something that we're most of us are exposed to a lot from a very young well, age. Well, it's, it's funny you say that because I remember when my daughter was very young and we were first watching uh, shows on TV. She learned about editing because it's like we'd be watching. It's like where'd they go? <laughs> it's like no, no. It, it's like it, it's like because we cut from one character to another, and like it, it took her a little oh. time to acclimate to the rhythms of, of editorial and mm. cutting and telling a story that way because, you know, somebody's what happened not to Michael walking up to... <laughs> <laughs> he had object permanence go, yeah. issues. That sort of became, like... <laughs> object, that's the phrase I was looking for, object permanence. Oh, my God. It's Object Permanence Week on the 4.30 movie. Um, so, okay. So, Steve, Monday, uh, you start us off as you always do. So, I'm going to go maybe a little bit outside the box. Um... I'm going to go with a a um, stop motion animated film cool. uh, from recent years. That's okay. been it's a recent favorite of mine, uh, and it's from uh, 2009 from director Henry Selick, a movie called Coraline, oh, yeah. based on the Neil Gaiman uh, story. And this was produced by the Leica Studios out of uh, I believe it's Seattle or Oregon or San Francisco Pacific Northwest. I don't recall exactly, <laughs> but. Um, this was a film that uh, was, was again, uh, uh, written and directed by Henry Selick, who directed uh, A Nightmare Before Christmas. Mm-hmm. A lot of people credit that to Tim Burton. Tim Burton did not direct Nightmare Before Christmas. He produced it, and he was he the, godfathered it. He was yeah. the mastermind behind it, but yeah. it was uh, written by someone else and directed by someone else. But it's, his fingerprints are all over it, all the, the design aesthetic and all that. So it was based on 
the success of that film that Neil Gaiman approached Henry Selleck about adapting of the story that he was still working on at the time for Coraline. And uh, Henry Selleck, I think, fell in love with the uh, with the story and uh, and took it on. And I just find this movie gorgeous. The design, it's it's got a beautiful design aesthetic to it. The the color palette that he uses. Um, the uh, the music in particular by a French composer named uh, Bruno Coulet, who um, I think the only other film of his that I've heard of was Winged Migration, but um, he's done a ton of films. He did Vidoc. Did he do Vidoc? Oh, yeah. oh then we saw that yeah. in, uh, in I, We Spain. gave him, when I was on the jury, gave him an award for best composer for oh, Vidoc that year. There we go. <laughs> but I love his score for Coraline, and one of the things I love about this movie is how quiet it is like unlike so many other animated movies that tend to be very frenetic Mm -hmm. and something's always moving on screen there's always bright colors or lots of sound happening relentless dialogue or relentless music Coraline has the uh, confidence to to be quiet and let the scenes play out and and have there be very little sound happening mm-hmm. in the movie, and when sound does come in, you know it, it's like this beautiful kind of haunting music that Coulet did, and um, I love the the darkness of the movie. Like a lot of great children's literature and entertainment does have a real darkness to it because I think that's how children learn how to deal with. Things like death and, and abandonment and, you know, all kinds of, of uh, you know, difficult topics. And, and this movie does not shy away from from uh, these feelings of, you know, the, the, the main character Coraline and her family have just moved away from um, Michigan to a small town in Oregon or living in this this isolated house out in the in the sticks. And she's away from her friends and and has to entertain herself and and uncovers this this sort of creepy really creepy story about missing children and this other world where she has an other mother and an other father and it, it it's it's a it's a great fantasy realm i just can't say enough good things about this movie as a great voice cast uh with dakota fanning terry hatcher uh, Jennifer Saunders and Don French, the British comedians from French and Saunders, John Hodgman, uh, Ian McShane, and mm. Keith David. They didn't call cat. anybody a motherfucker in that. No. <laughs> <laughs> cocksucker, cocksucker. Yeah. Yeah. At least not out loud. Yeah, that's <laughs> freaking weird. And th- this movie uses, you know, kind of state of the art stop motion uh, technology where they are able to design all the faces in uh, in the computer in a CAD program and 3D print them. Right. So they, it does facial replacement right. animation where mm. they can use like magnets and stuff and pop one face off and then pop the next one in with the, the features so they have a box full of expressions yeah. that they can go to. That's the creepiest shit I ever heard. Yeah, of. each one. And they did that to uh, Nightmare Before Christmas as sure. well, but they had perfected it on this so they could get much more smoother, they, a, a wider range right. of expressions and, and mouth shapes and all that sort of thing. Mouth shapes. So they can really synchronize, <laughs> synchronize the uh, the dialogue to to proper lip uh, flap, right? And it's a technical uh, term, proper yeah. modulation. Uh, the the movie uh, did not win the Oscar that year for uh, animated feature. That went to Pixar's Up, mm-hmm. which is another terrific animated movie, which is a Pixar, wonderful but... uh, ten minute 
movie. Yes. <laughs> that then goes on for another yes. 70 minutes. No. Yes. But anyway, Coraline, I love it. Cool. Great. I've never seen it. Oh, wow. So. I think it's a great pick. I think um, what you said about uh, about it feeling okay with not overloading the screen or overloading the sound system or overloading the dialogue is so true. And it's 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 a very rare thing. Um, I think that Selleck really brings an, a filmmaker's sensibility to the medium, but he doesn't lose sight of what the of what his animation process is giving him in terms of creating that look and feel, which makes it feel really special. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes it feel like we're really in this girl's story, and it and it really is an emotional story. Um, but it's 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 big and it's crazy in all the right ways, rather than it's desperately trying to entertain us. <laughs> hey, it's, look over here. Hey. Exactly. It's, <laughs> you know. it's, it's trying to just be a film, which I think is great. And it's it's weird. Yeah. It's dark. It's weird. Mm. It's funny. But it's not ha-ha right. funny. It's you not know? going it's, for shtick. Yeah. yeah. That's too bad, because I would like to see Tom Selleck's Coraline. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> what? what? I don't even know what that means. Wow. Yeah, he was recast with Harrison Ford. That's exactly right. <laughs> Goodness. Okay. Can you but can you imagine though Tom Selleck is Indiana Jones with Indiana Jones with a troubling porn mustache? Just... <laughs> oh, it, it wouldn't have been troubling. <laughs> <laughs> Not you know that's a ride I don't like that much anymore. Indiana, Indiana Jones. Jones when it first debuted, I remember it was sort of short, but I liked it. Now it's like I don't know, I don't like it. I anymore. believe they're closing it down for extensive. Uh, they're giving it the once over. I think yeah. they're changing out some stuff. Yeah, and they're saying, they're oh, putting, it'll be out next year and it'll be out in 10 years. Yeah. They're, they're putting Chris Pratt in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> James Mangold is overseeing the rest of it. You bet it's been mangled. Oh. Oh. Thank you. Now you can relive the excitement of the Crystal Skull. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you two, you can just walk off the ride halfway through. That's the video. <laughs> oh. Can't we do it? It's a three-minute ride. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, Dan, I'm like, I'm it's out. so short, that ride. Wow. Um, cool. That's a good Monday. Yeah. Okay. And then um, uh, Tuesday, Darren, that brings us to you. Tuesday. It brings us to me. Um, I've, I had a couple ideas what I wanted to do here, but I think I'm going to go with the one... That is not a great movie, but it's a beautiful movie. Mm. Mm. 1959, Disney, Sleeping Beauty. Yeah. Oh, interesting choice. Um, like I said, it's not a great movie. It's a it's a good movie. It has a it has a, a lovely story of uh, you know the beautiful princess who uh, was born and was lovely, and the evil witch is you know uh, jealous of her, and so. Makes a spell and she's, uh, you know, uh, Briar Rose falls asleep for however long she was asleep for. Long time. Right. And then, of <laughs> course, re- you know, uh, Handsome Prince battles uh, horrible uh, uh, thorns and and uh, Maleficent mm-hmm. changed into a giant dragon. Which is awesome. Which mm-hmm. is awesome. Um, you know, it's your standard Disney princess story. But the movie itself is so beautifully designed. Uh, it's in color, uh, and the the and in focus. The <laughs> mostly in focus. The the background Backgrounds. images. Yes. Are, oh my God. Um, Ivan Earl, who was one of their art directors, and Mary Blair, who uh, worked on sort of the color palette and and some of the lovely paintings. Um, it's so gorgeous, and every frame is a painting. 
and uh, the character design is beautiful as well. It's it's the most human-like of any of the Disney films uh, in terms of how graceful and and beautiful the humans are in it. Um, and it's just so it's so great. It's uh, you know it, it has uh, a couple of uh, musical numbers in it, which are which are fun, and it has the the fun little uh, fairy witches who are uh, you know each a separate color, and so you know who they are. And, uh, but it's uh, it's it's really fun to watch, and uh, it's you know it's exciting at the end, and some amazing sequences. Uh, uh, but you just have to see it. If you haven't seen it, see it. And it's I think it's on Disney Plus now. Everything's on Disney Plus. Not everything. Not everything. Well, a lot of stuff. Almost. Many things. Yeah, well, Song of the South isn't on Disney Plus, but well, they most need of to they need stuff. to keep a rotation so that sure. uh, yeah. you know, they can say like now coming to Disney right. Plus. Well, isn't that the biggest films. problem with Disney Plus? The vault. Like it launched and it was like, wow, this is fantastic. Yeah. But when they have stuff on there when you click on it it said, "Oh, it's coming next year right really yeah yeah so you yeah. tricked me well and and <laughs> just the fact that they really haven't been adding a lot of new stuff that's interesting right you know it's all you know so uh, it, it kind of like you thought when they launched i mean it's like mandalorian great that was great but then that ended and there was nothing new of that ilk you know the marvel shows don't premiere till later this year mandalorian 2 the the rogue one i don't even know when that's going to start the, the you know oh, show yeah, the um you know and it just feels like it feels like they should have launched with more stuff well i like that because that gave a a great built-in audience for star wars rebels because when that show aired it was on disney xd channel yeah, that not a lot of people, people had, had. Yeah. so right. it gave all these people that were enjoying the mandalorian and wanted more star wars could watch you know whatever how many episodes we did 70 some episodes of that show yeah that's a good and clone point. wars right. as well and now they're of course a new season of clone wars which is fantastic yeah. we just watched the uh, the bad batch yeah and then uh and then part two. Oh, so good yeah it's a great show that we would not have like discovered in my house in the as easily as we have mm-hmm. without it being on disney plus yeah like, my you know yeah. kaden just sort of sat down and started watching it and just because it's so convenient it's right yeah there. yeah so, Sleeping Beauty. Sleeping Beauty. Was is... that, uh, the, how many features had Disney done prior to that? Sleep, uh, Snow White? Snow maybe White. Maybe Cinderella? Snow, no. So I think Cinderella was, maybe Cinderella was 55. Yeah, but wasn't this the last movie that he personally supervised before he died? No. No. S- he, he died Beauty. in 70, he died in what, 74? Yeah. No. Or 70, 71. No, I, 67, I think. Really? I wasn't there. Um, <laughs> but you but, were in the freezing chamber. But yeah, no, this was 59. So Disney was still uh, active uh, for several years after that. Um, but I, I, yeah, because I, I think, you know, they did... Uh, Pinocchio. Pinocchio, uh, uh, Alice in Wonderland. Uh, yeah, Cinderella. Yeah. Um, uh, Robin, Robin, Robin no. Hood was, Robin was later, was 74. 70s, yeah. That and they was were doing after a, he was dead. Yeah. Yeah. They were doing a totally different process at that point. Yeah, that was like, the Xerox. Yeah, Xerox and they got time. away from like what you brought up the um, the backgrounds, right? Mm-hmm. Which, mm-hmm. for my money, backgrounds are what separates the men from the boys in the yeah. animation business, right? right? Because yeah. it's it is it's such an exacting thing, like mm-hmm. just from even from shot to shot, right? Right, and to make them so beautiful and. Lush and functional and functional yeah. exactly so that it feels like you can shoot it yeah right that's functional yet stylized beautifully mm-hmm. stylized exactly and like and nobody else was doing it the way yep. that that disney was doing it. and you can just even if you don't 
even if you cannot articulate the difference, right? Between, you know it when you see it. You know it when you see it. And, and that's what I think makes that movie special because story-wise, it's pretty a warmed-over Snow exactly. White. I mean, it's yeah. Snow White redux, you know? And with a dragon. I think, yeah, with a dragon. But it's it's uh, but because it's so rich, the animation yeah. is so rich and it, it, that, 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 that it works. I mean, you know. She pricked a finger on a spinning wheel, but uh, <laughs> these things happen. <laughs> but, always uh, one. But 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 it's a good pick. It's a good pick. Going to Bruno Bettelheim uh, area. <laughs> That's right. Ow. Um, okay, Ashley. Wednesday. Okay, Ash um, Wednesday. So Ash Wednesday. Yeah. Next Wednesday, right? Uh, so uh, so for Wednesday. Wait a minute. It's Ash. When it was that just random all this yeah. time? It's yeah. randomly that you yeah. your name is Ashley and you it get was Wednesday. Totally random. We yeah. never we never planned we never it. Planned it. Wow. We, planned we only realize it. it right yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It's just something. Oh, it's Ashley. Ash episode what sixty four? <laughs> yeah, the four thirty movie every day. It dawns on us. Sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So uh, so my pick. Uh, this was like so many of my picks were to go back to. So I'm a kid and I'm hanging out and I'm watching HBO. And so it happens. Uh-oh. And my pick for Wednesday is a movie that is, I think, more influential on people in our generation of, of filmmakers, animators, people like, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, David Fincher is a huge fan of this movie. Heavy Metal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I knew it. I knew it. My, my wife said the only thing she doesn't like about the show is when you guys try and guess what people are going to guess. So I bit my tongue, but I knew that was yeah. going to be one, it. Yeah. This one is almost a gimme. I mean, it is so different in many ways from things that had come before. Yes, it is not the first animated film to kind of be an adult animated film, right? I mean, you know, there's like Fritz the Cat. There's like all kinds of- you know, Heavy just, traffic. Yeah, or... exactly. All that stuff, man. But this but, one is good. But, but this <laughs> one is cool. And here's what's special cool about it. First better, of all, the, the, um, the, it's an anthology. So it's a collection of stories that are kind of loosely strung together with, the, with um, a, a point of view character, a, a little girl right. uh, who encounters this, this object, which is really this ancient, almost Lovecraftian entity mm-hmm. called the Lochnar. Right. And the Loch Nahr tells the story of his history, even though it sort of jumps around in time and space. Mm-hmm. And the theme is I corrupt everything. Everything is corruptible. Right. Until it gets to, and it, you know, it goes to um, it, it goes all kinds of places. It even goes to World War Two when you're fighting zombies. Uh, but it finally ends, you know, in this story with, you know, the, the girl and her own confrontation with the Loch Nahr, And you realize her connection to one of the previous stories. And it's, it's strung together pretty well. And in the middle are all of these segments that are taken um, from, you know, pieces that were published in Heavy Metal Magazine, which is still published to this day. I think my buddy Dave Irwin uh, was just named uh, Publisher. Mm-hmm. of uh, Heavy Metal mm-hmm. Magazine. Um, and, uh, you know, it's what is kind of fascinating about the approach is that Heavy Metal tries to emulate the artistic style of the pieces mm-hmm. as they were published, mm-hmm. right? So Bernie Wrightson doesn't look like Richard Corbin, right? right. Like, they, they all kind of have their own point of view. Some of it, some of the animation styles, or Mobius, right? Some mm-hmm. of those styles and some of the animation translates it more effectively right. than others, but you almost want to just give it 
points for trying, right? Mm -hmm. Like um, they all have their own tones. Um, it's immensely quotable. You know, you have like some really great performances in there, like John Candy, who is an inspired <laughs> choice playing this barbarian hero named Den, who starts off as like this, you know, 15 year old kid who gets transported to this world. He's like this skinny little nerd. And he uh, he winds up in the body of this barbarian. And he's kind of going through this world, having adventures and fighting sorcerers and like meeting hot chicks. I mean, my, my favorite line of the entire movie is 15 years, nothing. Then bam, twice in one day. Right. It's just <laughs> it's it's astonishingly cool. Um and uh, you know now you sort of look around at the at the landscape of what's being produced at least in television, right? And um, you know, uh, Love, Death, and Robots, mm -hmm. right? Love, Death, and Robots can almost directly trace its origins mm -hmm. back to heavy metal. Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Um, you know, there's a, a super secret thing that uh, that Steve and I may or may not be working on that <laughs> certainly was uh, usually influenced by uh, by heavy metal in in many different ways that I can't talk about um but it's just it's just super cool even when it doesn't 100% work it's just super cool and it's audacious and nobody has done anything like it love death and robots is really not like it um it's a little bit like it in that it's an anthology it's different artistic styles different ways of approaching the animation um but it's not connected in the way that heavy metal was connected. Uh, the the one I think um, you know smirch on uh, on the movie is that uh, it was it did have a sequel, Heavy Metal Two Thousand, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. which was just not good. Yeah, but that was like virtually direct to video. Yeah, exactly. It's Kevin right Eastman kind of doing it. And yeah, it's it's, it's, it's fetishizing yeah. his wife Julie Strain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but no, I I love heavy metal. Yeah, it's good. I, absolutely, yeah, yeah. I almost picked heavy metal. Um, obviously, I can't now. No, but because um, it's Mark I, Thursday. And 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 uh, <laughs> you know, I remember as a kid, I had that poster uh, in my room, uh, the, that beautiful poster of Tarna riding the, right. the, the pterodactyl. The, the pterodactyl, right? Well, she's right, the pterodactyl, but she's the pterodactyl. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And um, you know, like a lot of the anthology movies, it's hit or miss. I mean, some of the stories are better than others. Some of the animation is better than others. Uh, but one thing about that that I think. The movie's not a masterpiece, but there is an element that unsung element that is a masterpiece, and that's Elmer Bernstein's mm. score. Yes, Elmer Bernstein's score is spectacular. And when it first came out, the LP was only the rock songs. It was like Blue Oyster Cult mm -hmm. and everything. And I remember for years you couldn't get the score. And then you, I got a bootleg at like San Diego Comic Con. Eventually, uh, Lucas Kendall finally put it out on Film Score Monthly, and that mm. score is a freaking revelation. Uh, it's amazing. It's uh, a great score, yeah. and it's and I, by the way, the music in general is just—it's great. It's again, it's audacious. Nobody had done anything like you know what we saw in that movie in terms of just you know taking um, a soundtrack like that. Like I mean, Blue Oyster Cult is on this thing, man. Um, it's just—I mean, I mean, sure, it, it also Hagar hit the right time it, yeah. for us specifically because. You know, you grew up on like Disney films and and like watching Hanna Barbera and you know um, all this stuff. And you know, then when we're like teenagers, mm -hmm. the, the sexy R-rated yeah. animated film comes out, heavy science fiction, mm -hmm. heavy metal. It just hit at the perfect time. What, what year was seventies? No, it's eighty. 80. Yeah, uh, let's go to the videotape. Let's, let's go. go. It's uh, nineteen eighty-one. Eighty-one. Yeah. Yeah. And it came out the perfect time. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it got, uh, I think it was an August release from Sony, Columbia at the time. 
um, had a great one sheet. Um, yeah. And it just like, you know, it was like, and then it was on HBO all the freaking time. Well, that, that's why I didn't see it for years later. But that movie was definitely one that had that aura of forbidden fruit yes. around it yes. because it was this R-rated movie and it had sex and violence and stuff in it. And you're like, ooh, what? have you seen heavy metal? Like, you know, there's boobs in it. And like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> a cartoon? <Crazy>. Animated boobs. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, look, Henry Canyon is like just explicitly banging like in, in – you know, Henry Cannon. Um, just thinking about things that it influenced just in little ways, like uh, like very clearly James Gunn is a huge fan of heavy oh, metal. Yeah, he, absolutely. You know, in Guardians of the Galaxy Part Two, there's that shot of, uh, you know, Kurt Russell's like ship as it's sort of moving away from camera and it's the big smiley face behind mm-hmm. it. And mm-hmm. I mean, that was one of the ships in heavy metal when all like the stoner aliens right. show up. And mm-hmm. it just, it's crazy, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's a great pick, and I, I love the diversity of this week. It's a classic Disney movie, you know, stop motion, and then um, whatever the hell I did—an adult R-rated, <laughs> adult R, yeah. you know, movie. I mean, it's a really good mix, uh, which complicates it for me because I don't want to—I don't want to ruin the soup um, <laughs> by adding a little too much of any one ingredient. Um, well, we haven't picked any anime yet. That is true. No, no, <laughs> nor are you likely to get it from me. Um, you know, my first choice in deference to and I, to Mr. Um, Mr. Melching here was the Clone Wars movie. Uh, I don't think I'm going to pick it, but I do want to name check it because I think it's an underrated movie. I think obviously the show itself is way better. Um, not just because Steve's sitting here. He had the best <laughs> installment of, um, of, of the tri-tip. The tri-tip, the triptych of the triptych. <laughs> tri-tip. <laughs> Just the tip, Steve. Yeah, Just thank the tip. you. He had, he had the, the best wow. installment of the three. Um, but, you know, I actually like that movie quite a bit more than the prequels. Um, and, uh, you know, and then the, the, the series itself is really, you know, significant part of Star Wars canon and just ab- absolutely brilliant. Although I wouldn't say that, you know the Clone Wars movie itself is the best of that that show has to offer. So I'm yeah. not going to no, pick I, it. I mean, I wouldn't say that either. I mean, that was, you know, the the movie was made up of, you know, basically the first 3 episodes of the TV series that was the three-part pilot and then and then a, a prequel episode that was written later in the first season right. that was kind of you know, put together and then expanded out into a movie with with a brand new studio, with a very low budget and mm. you know scheduling, you know constraints and all that, where everyone was still learning what Star Wars could do in animation. We hadn't really settled on what the tone of the show was right. yet. Well, I will but, I will point out that um, in in deference to Steve, that uh, <laughs> that my son uh, is quoted as as saying about the Clone Wars, Steve episodes. Are the best episodes. Oh, so there you go. No, you know, and, and I think this is just an excuse to say, what if you haven't seen the Clone Wars, go to Disney Plus and watch the Clone Wars mm-hmm. because it really is an essential piece of Star Wars canon, and it's great. You know, it's a, it's a really tremendous show, and yeah. and then and then when you finish Clone Wars, watch Rebels, which yeah. basically picks up a few years later after Clone Wars left off and follows up on a lot of the through lines from Clone Wars are picked up again in, in Rebels and explored further. I mean, I like Rebels even more, so, but I would, either one, you can't go wrong. You should watch both of them. Yes. Um, they're, they're terrific. So, okay. So, I gotta, I gotta find the right mix here. So, um, uh, it really came down to two films for me. I'm not gonna mention both of them because one hopefully make make for Friday. 
Uh, so my pick will be Yellow Submarine. Oh, okay. The psychedelic uh, mm-hmm. Beatles fest. The, you know, after the success of uh, Hard Day's Night uh, and um, Help, um, the Beatles uh, became animated, although it's not their actual voices. <laughs> uh, they're only seen at the very end uh, and the end credits in live action. Um, but it's... Uh, it's a bizarre little film mm-hmm. um, with some really crazy psychedelic uh, um, uh, animation. I believe there was some LSD involved somewhere. Yeah, there had to be. <laughs> um, there's everything from you know George Harrison encountering, or was it John Lennon, the Frankenstein monster? Uh, but it, you know the the attempt to take these songs and turn them <laughs> to a coherent narrative. I mean, it's really interesting. Like Nowhere Man, you know, I think you feel for the Nowhere Man, uh, and then you know, it, it bops around. The Elnor Rigby sequence is, is, is stunning. Uh, I really, I love that. Um, and then, of course, you know, one of the most iconic things to come out of that are probably the Blue Meanies, yeah, uh, and and Pepperland, and um, uh, it's 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 a really obviously fantastic music. Um, in a way, it sort of presages the music videos of the eighties. I was just going to say, yeah. Um, and uh, I think that you know, in retrospect, the Beatles are quite fond of that movie. I recently recently celebrated an anniversary. Oh, some uh, of them. Fiftieth anniversary, and um, <laughs> <laughs> Scott Mance, uh, Ed Appel. Um, so uh, anyway, yeah, my pick would be. Uh, uh, the Beatles. I, uh, last time I was in Liverpool, there was a uh, like a full size yellow submarine, like in a park there that you could go look at. Oh, that's cool. Could you go inside? I don't. I don't Did know. I didn't it? go. I didn't. But because we all live inside yeah. a yellow submarine. <laughs> the blue meanies um, always freaked me out, dude. Yeah, they freaked me because well, they're blue and they're mean. mean. They're mean, and they have those big teeth. And they're just. And now this did not play on the four thirty movies. I think it was on Channel Nine. <laughs> um, yes, but I, I. That's how I first saw it. On TV, and I've subsequently seen it, you know, theatrically and on a beautiful Blu-ray that uh, was released. Um, and, blue uh, Meanie Ray, a Blue Meanie <laughs> Ray, yes, indeed. Four yes, thirty movie couldn't afford the music rights. That's true. That's true. Beatles. So that was my that was my pick for Thursday. Um, I, I I would like to put a, a pick for Friday. Yeah, I, I think it's an extraordinary film. It's more recent, uh, of course. That is um, Spider-Man into across the, the Spider-verse. into the Spider Verse. I think um, yes. it it's the best of the Spider-Man films. It's it it, it uh, is incredibly accessible. Mm-hmm. It, it combines a bunch of different styles. It's wildly enjoyable. It's a great superhero movie. Um, it's a great character story with mm-hmm. Miles and his parents and everything. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. it's terrific. It really embraces diversity in a yeah. way that um, I think is 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 really well done. Yeah. And then has you know stuff like. Um, and I don't think you can overstate that. You know, for a whole audience that's never seen themselves in these kind of roles, it's like mm-hmm. the Miles Morales character. I think really resonates. For me, I love Nicolas Cage as Noir, <laughs> Spider Man. <laughs> the kids love uh, the the pig, Peter yes. Parker, Peter, 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 Peter Parker, And then how can you not love the day new model at the closing credits where they ape the style of the classic Spider Man TV oh, series, right. um, and, and and even trot out the theme again yeah. incredibly effectively. Relentlessly entertaining, very inventive, clever. It, it's a deep dive into the all the history and permutations of Spider-Man over the years. It's so well done and deservedly won the Academy Award that year for Best Animated yeah. Feature. I mean, on a design level and just the, the look and feel of that movie, it's it's pretty special and unique. I mean, it's, it's hand-drawn over CG, which is not unique. I mean, people are, are doing that, but... To, to realize it at, 
that level it's for well a integrated. Yes, yeah. yes, exactly. It is in many ways. It's yes, nearly <laughs> flawless, and um, yeah, well integrated. Yeah. Integrated. And uh, the other thing that it does is it it brings in. Um, this sense of being a four-color comic book, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It kind of makes that part of the of the design process, right. but it, it's it's it never calls so much attention to your to itself that um, that it becomes distracting, right. right? You just kind of accept it, um, but it it feels like you want a comic book movie mm-hmm. to feel. Not necessarily like I don't mean necessarily a superhero movie. I mean like right. a comic book. Or mm-hmm. movie. Like, Absolutely. It's like a comic book come to life, yeah. which you can't say about a lot of comic movies because most comic movies are movies, whether right. they're good or bad. This felt like a comic book literally come to life. That's right. Which is an amazing achievement. Even the way they depicted the Kingpin. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that yeah. Sienkiewicz style yeah. Kingpin yep. was fantastic. Totally amazing. I had a huge mm-hmm. grin on my face when they when that design came on. <laughs> One of the directors of it uh, is Peter Ramsey, who is mm-hmm. actually a mm-hmm. fan of our uh, podcasts here. Yeah. And uh, that has nothing to do with selecting this. No, no, no absolutely but, not. But um, he's not paying he's, us. He, he, you know, he was a storyboard artist that I worked with many times over the past, uh, you know, 30 years. And he's just great. And his sensibility is so good. And it's it's really, it's a fresh sort of look at this at these characters, which yeah. is wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's so funny. I mean, it's so clever. Yeah. And clever. Smart. Yeah. It's so clever. And emotional. Yeah. Very Absolutely. emotional. You know, it's like, it just, it, there's, a, there's a great villain at the heart of it because the villain is emotionally connected to our hero mm-hmm. um and it, it, everything is emotionally connected there's like there's it, there's it's really a very efficient piece of storytelling because there, there there aren't bits that are just kind of hanging out and they're there for their own sake you know all of those you know those those spider people who come from the, the different <laughs> universes the different dimensions um they all have little arcs right mm-hmm. they they all have little emotional payoffs which is which is wonderful yeah. And it doesn't feel overloaded the way some animated films have. Right. That's that's kind of a danger. It's it's the blessing and the curse of an animated movie in that you have so much time to while the movie is you goes through a writing phase and then you do as you're learning Ashley, you know, the animatic <laughs> the storyboard stage, animatic stage, and you know, there's all these different opportunities to rewrite and hone right. something. And you know, a lot of these Pixar films are produced over a period of three, four, five years right. from mm-hmm. concept to release, and that gives you so much time, um, the luxury that a, a, a live action film simply doesn't have. And sometimes I feel like they go a little too far, mm-hmm. in or it becomes overthought. Yes. It feels overstuffed, overthought. Well, I think a lot of these animation aspire to be "quote unquote" four quadrant movies that appeal yeah. to kids, appeal to adults. But more often than not, you know, animation sort of lands for kids, right? You know, yeah. um, like, and this is truly a four quadrant movie. It appeals right. to kids, it appeals to adults, uh, children of all ages. Um, whereas it's something it feels like, to f- fans, and it f- like, appeals to non fans. I find like something like the Despicable Me franchise like unwatchable. I like you know, I, unwatchable me. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, as much as I love Steve Carell, I can't stand those movies. I understand why kids like them. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not a fan of The Secret Life of Pets and a lot of that, you know, the Illumination stuff, like Ice Age, I just have no use for. So it's like, it's so refreshing to have a film that comes out that kind of reinvents the paradigm that just is so brilliant and inspired and uses animation in such a fresh way. Um, it's really, really a great film. So, so I would push that heavily, but obviously there are a other films. A strong contender. A strong sure. contender. Absolutely. Um, 
I'm surprised. I thought you were going to pick Iron Giant, to be honest. I think no. they already picked Iron Giant Wait, for, for a season. Past. But he picked yeah. Superman again. Superman. Yeah. So You, you know, know what? I like... Here's going to be a, a horrible thing to say. Oh, no. I like the idea of Iron Giant better than the actual movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because I, I, I rewatched it again, and it's good. It's not consistent during the movie, though. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of the, you know, quote, live action characters are kind of doing stuff that is sort of unrelated to the actual story. I like it. I wouldn't. I, I, wouldn't, I, I, wouldn't. I, I like the film. Yeah. But I, it's that's why it, it it has become forgettable for me. Yeah, it doesn't make my top five. I'll tell you what I love is Wes Anderson's The Fantastic Mr. Fox. Mm-hmm. I think it was is it's delightful. It's a, it's truly a Wes Anderson film, even though it's stop motion. Uh, George Clooney is great mm-hmm. as Mr. Fox. It came out the same year as Coraline and also was similarly quiet in its approach. Mm-hmm, you know, the, mm-hmm. very, the scenes played very dramatic, sort of quiet. had a quietness you know, to quiet. it. You know, quiet. Quiet. Still. There's a, there's a quietness. <laughs> I mean, in, in terms of crowd pleasers, um, I thought the Lego movie was terrific. Mm-hmm. I really mm-hmm. loved it and loved the twist in the third act. Um, I think... Zuc- but that makes it live action. <laughs> Yeah, I guess, um, but it's mostly animated. We made the rules. No, I mean, but it's. No, no, it's no, I, uh, yeah. I agree with you. It was a great. Movie. And, and then you know, I know you probably didn't like it because it's basically an animated version of Chinatown, but uh, Zootopia. I've never seen. Oh, Zootopia. it's so good. Or any of the sequels. I love Zootopia. Yeah, I don't have kids, so I don't yeah, see. Yeah, as this, many this was where you know <laughs> Pixar had always dominated the animated space for such a long time, and then you know Pixar with the Last Dinosaur started taking a dive. Mm. You know, th- this was the reemergence of Disney. You know, with Frozen, and uh, mm. I love Zootopia. I think Zootopia is great. Have you seen Zootopia? Yeah, Zootopia is great. Yeah, it's, it's really good. It has that f- wonderful scene in lieu of a trailer. They just put out that scene of the sloths the in the DMV. Yeah. So funny. I get that mixed up with Madagascar. Right. Madagascar and Zootopia. Just, right. <laughs> but Madagascar is like a DreamWorks movie, which yeah. is more like, to me, like the Illumination movies, which are like, yeah, they're nice for kids. Whereas Disney is like movies that I think will stand the test of time. I have to put a shout out for uh, uh, a Pixar movie uh, directed by one of my friends as well, uh, Lee Unkrich. Mm-hmm. Toy Story 2. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It is wonderful. I love yeah. the first Toy Story, but... The fact that Toy Story 2 took that idea and sort of spun it out, it's like it's the Empire Strikes Back of A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Yep. It's, uh, it's so well done and so emotional, and the characters are so uh, uh, relatable. Yeah. And yeah. that the twist is sort of the twist, the, the left turn that that movie takes with this whole notion of the collector right. as the villain who right. keeps the toys in their boxes yeah. on and a shelf. Play it's with them. brilliant. Yeah. It's yeah. brilliant. And then you have the Darth Vader character in, in Zorg. Right. Uh, yeah. Kelsey Grammer is fantastic. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's so it's so clever, and the way it leans into the whole um, history of the toy com- of the toys. Yeah. It's the show that that yeah, Woody was on, right. the yeah. old Western Woody's show. Roundup. Woody's yeah. Roundup. Yeah, I, I completely agree with your analogy. This is the Empire Strikes Back of animation. Yeah. This is wonderful as Toy Story was, and when we discovered it, mm-hmm. it was just this incredible thing, and it was like, wow, and we were all older, and we're like, yeah. this is amazing, yeah. and this, this, what a great feeling this conjures up uh, about toys and, and just a nostalgia, right. but then Toy Story 2 comes out, and it just moves the it, needle it blows even you more. Yeah. Well, look, the brilliance of the Toy Story movies, just in general, is the, is the idea that the movies are growing up with us, yeah. right? and you know, it's about kind of the changing relationship with the toys, and just, I will, I will say that my my beef with the Toy Story series is uh, when Caden was, I guess, two years old. Toy Story three had just come out, 
and he just loved. The two movies he loved watching more than anything else were Toy Story 3 and Dumbo. So <laughs> whenever we would walk in and say, hey, man, how are you? Oh, they're all going to die. And they're all going to. And he, oh, he misses his mommy. I mean, come on, animation. Stop doing that to me. Well, you're showing them to him. I know. You know what I think would prove a disappointment to a lot of people? They thought, oh, when Spielberg and Peter Jackson team up, Tintin is going to be something really special. And, of course, it it turned out not to be. And, you know, look, we we haven't really touched on anime. Uh, Akira is a movie that people absolutely love. Groundbreaking Akira. Akira, Ghost in the Shell. Mm -hmm. Um, Although, if if I were going to put something up and really push it as an anime for for Friday, it would actually be uh, Spirited Away. Yeah, Miyazaki. Miyazaki. Right. It's just or Princess Mononoke. Yep. Princess Mononoke is great, but I think that like that Spirited Away is just. I, I think it is Miyazaki's absolute positive like pinnacle of of what he does because it's just this beautiful little fairy tale, and it's just the 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 design in that movie is just awesome. Um, I just. I love everything about Spirited Away. It's a little too Japanese for oh, me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to go wrong with... Uh, oh, my. That's, that's I don't okay. appreciate that, Mr. That's Doctor. It's hard it, to go it, wrong with any of those Miyazaki movies, oh, whether yeah. it's, you know, Howl's... Deli- Howl's Kiki's Moving, Howl's Moving Castle, 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 Kiki's yeah. Delivery Service. Yeah. Um, uh, the Wind Rises. Um yeah, I love yeah. Mono, oh, Mono, 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 okay. I mean, I know what yeah. you mean by that. Actually, yeah. I'm, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's not. It's about yeah. the cultural it's, it's accessibility. Yeah, exactly, yeah. it's a different. It's, it's beautifully crafted. It's just I, I have no connection with it. Yeah. That's all. I love right. the Katzenberg era of uh, Disney films. I, I love Lion King. We mm-hmm. talked about Aladdin. Mm-hmm. I mean, Lion King is, is pretty spectacular. And, you know, I, I, I like the Renaissance with Tangled. Uh, you know, Tangled. Uh, yeah, Tangled yeah. is good. You know, yeah. Tangled's fun. And Inside Out is really Inside Out is amazing. Yeah. That, that's probably the best of those uh, later Pixar uh, And, movies. of course, you know, Beauty and the Beast and The I love sure. Mermaid. Yeah. I, love I love Beauty and the Beast. Beast is my favorite. Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah, um, I think Beauty and the Beast was actually nominated for the No Kidding Oscar, was it not? Yeah, it was. It was nominated for Best Picture. Yes. It was yeah. the first yeah, anime, yeah, for Best Picture. And and uh, you could make a case why you should have won. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, it's 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 a, re- a really great movie, and uh, particularly at the time. You yeah, know, it was it was a, a film that you could see why animation was being taken more and more seriously. Um, there's a couple of films along the lines of heavy metal that I want to give a shout okay. out to that I was always fascinated by. The first Wizards. one, Wizards. Yeah. <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah, Wizards, yeah, yeah, which yeah. is a weird movie. It came out uh, the same summer, maybe in the same week as Star Wars in 1977, mm-hmm. yep. I believe. Same day, but possibly. But it was even bigger. Yeah, it's yeah. even bigger. But it's, it's so just, wizard. It's so wizard, this movie. <laughs> it's really it's weird. It's not about space wizards. Yeah. But there was always something fascinating about it. it had this weird sense of humor and this weird pacing and mm-hmm. this weird storytelling and uh, she was high all the time yeah, yeah and well my friend uh and, and sometimes collaborator henry gilroy and i developed a sequel to wizards for a while working on it for a few months initially without bakshi um because he's bakshi you know he's he was <laughs> he can be possessive yeah. As, as, you know, good artists, I think, are. You know, it's their creations. They want to be involved. He was going to consult, and then he ended up kind of taking over. But mm. we were developing a pretty cool sequel story to it over at Fox and didn't go anywhere, obviously. But And then the other one is a movie called Rock and Rule. Oh, right. God. Has anyone right. seen this? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is a strange little I can dystopian I still see future. the poster with this character with mm, goggles yeah. and big yes. teeth. Yeah. Mm, Mock. Mm, My name yes. is Mock. Thanks a lot. <laughs> I mean, it's this <laughs> crazy 
science fictiony rock opera with uh, I think it was Nelvana did the animation mm, for Nelvana, it. yeah, that's right. Who yeah. did the droids and Ewoks yes. shows? Yeah. yeah, and the Boba Fett uh, cartoon in uh, the Star holiday. Star Rock and Roll is better animated. It's out on disc now. It's it's an interesting adult animated movie with some cool music in it. See, I thought you were going to go to the Fire and Ice place. Oh, that's it. Yeah. yeah, Fire and Ice We've got a very limited release. I um, remember reading about it in Starlog. Yes, um, I, I just remember the poster for that movie more than anything. Is I got I, I got to talk again about Pinocchio. Okay. Mm, yeah. An absolutely beautiful film. Yes. Um, uh, made use of the uh, multiplane camera. I find the performances wooden. <laughs> <laughs> At first. <laughs> and then towards yeah, the yeah, end, it gets better. really real. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> but, you know, the sequences in, in there are, are funny and scary, and uh, you feel it's real. Um, and, you know, the animation has never looked better, in mm-hmm. my opinion. And the backgrounds, again, are so beautiful mm-hmm. and so well-painted and so well-integrated into the whole thing. It's just mm. it's just beautiful. Yeah, and then you mentioned Watership Down. This is yeah. another mm-hmm. movie that people, you know, love, um, animation connoisseurs. And, of course, you know, all the early. It's not just Pinocchio. It's a lot of those early uh, Disney, which some of them we talked about on Disney Week. Right. Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, uh, Cinderella, um, you know, um, Alice in Wonderland, Alice in Wonderland, yeah. um, Bambi, and, and Fantasia. Fantasia, of course. Oh, right. How could we not mention Fantasia? Yeah. You know, Fantasia, the granddaddy, in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just there's so much uh, wonderful things in that. And uh, and then Fantasia 2000, which is not nearly as good, does have that wonderful Gershwin sequence, right. uh, mm-hmm. Rhapsody in Rhapsody, Blue, yeah. uh, on the subway, which is which is terrific. But otherwise, a disappointment. Um, I think we mentioned these movies in passing on, uh, I, I read your damn book week, uh, The Hobbit and Lord of yes, the Rings yes. animated mm-hmm. films, um, which were The Hobbit was a TV popular. movie, Hobbit so was I don't think that counts. Was it? But, yeah. Oh, he's never but released Lord, Lord, no, Not that yeah, I know. No, but Lord of the Rings was theatrical. And that was my my 10th birthday. We were going to, my, my mom was going to take me and my friends to the movies and we had a choice between wow. The Lord of the Rings and Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Ooh. And I picked Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Well, that was a good wow. choice. You wow. picked the right movie. Right for a 10-year-old, it, screwed you it, up it was a lot. pretty intense yeah. for a 10-year-old. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. So it wasn't until years later so that much. I finally saw the Lord of the Rings movie. <laughs> you know what? There's no wrong time to see Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so Friday, guys, we got to make a decision. I I think we need to represent I I think we need to represent Pixar a little bit. So I kind of think Toy Story 2. Oh man, I'm leaning towards Spider-Verse. But I mean if you guys really feel strongly about Toy Story 2, I'm certainly not going to fight it. I I like Toy Story 2. I like Toy Story 2. Why? T-O-O? Why do you why do you do that? <laughs> I don't know, Steve. What do you think? Because I I could go either way on this. But I, 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 well, we could have a double feature on Friday. See, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm leaning towards <laughs> something not American. <laughs> okay. To, to represent Parasite. Yeah. No, to, you know, something like something like Miyazaki, like someone, you know. I love Toy Story two. Let's go with Toy Story okay. two. <laughs> oh. You want? I love Toy Story two. Don't get me wrong. I, but I'm, you, I'm how fine. can we not have Pixar? I mean, we don't have any Pixar, and I think they're right that we got to okay. represent Pixar. Well. There's Pixar, which is a subsidiary of Disney, and we've picked Disney movies. <laughs> but they weren't when they made Toy Story 2. They were their own company. <laughs> they, they only Disney got bought later on. Um, we can have a Miyazaki week if you want. 
Okay. Oh, yeah. God. Do we have to? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. What's wrong One with you? One of the icons of animation. No, I mean, films. it's great, but it's... It's like doing uh, Samurai Week with no Kurosawa. Well, that, that's insane. How could we not tell I'm fine. I, okay. I'm, I mean, or I'm fine. Toy Story 2. Toy Story 2 is great. I mean, I, I, I think... And I think Spider-Verse is so recent, too, that maybe, you know, like, let's go with something that's a little older. Well, Spider Verse will still, it's is still great. airing yeah, on stars, or right? Whatever. And it, it will stand the test of time. Absolutely, I'm convinced yeah. Spider Verse will. Yeah, I look. I'm glad we talked about it because I think it's a great movie. But um, you know, yeah, Toy Story Two is is you said it, the Empire we, Strikes Back. We picked though. Toy Story One for the the never heard the lost episode of the oh for Whedon Whedon Week. That's right. We have That's one right. episode we recorded that got lost to the sands of time, which was Whedon Week, which we did at Whedon Con, and. Uh, we did pick Toy Story as one of our selections, yeah. but that will never be heard. So unless you were one of the six people that were in the room <laughs> listening to us. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, you didn't was, hear that. That was, uh, that was something. <laughs> that happened. Never to be repeated. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so Toy Story 2 on Friday. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. uh, that was a very animated conversation. Done yes. done. Uh, Steve Melching, Monday. Monday is Henry Selleck and Neil Gaiman's Coraline. Tuesday. Tuesday is Sleeping Beauty. Wednesday. Wednesday is Beavis and Butthead to America. That too. Thursday. Gig pick. We all live in a yellow submarine. And Friday. There's a snake in our boot. Toy Story 2. Another great week. Yeah. It's always a great week when you're watching movies. Sure. It's yeah, true. It's... And some of us will probably all they'll be doing nothing but watching movies when we can't leave our houses. <laughs> but watching. Um, but that, no, that's, that's a great week. And we should do Miyazaki week one of these weeks. Or if not, just seek out Miyazaki and watch yes. Spirited yeah, Away yeah, yeah, and yeah. Princess Mononoke. Mononoke. They're both yeah, terrific. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, extraordinary filmmaker. Um, okay. Thank you guys for being <laughs> thank here. You. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Mark, for reading this copy. Thanks for joining us for the 430 movie. If you're a fan of this podcast, you may want to check out Electric Search's other podcasts like Inglorious Trexperts, the only podcast for Star Trek fans with a life. Every Saturday, uh, on Monday, it's Best Movies Never Made. On Tuesday, it's The Rebel and the Rogue, a Star Wars podcast. On Thursdays, it's Two on Who, a Doctor Who podcast. And Friday, you know what you're listening to. It's the 430 movie. What a week of great podcasts. If you want to see us and not just hear us, check out the Electric Now channel on Zumo TV, Stir TV, Distro TV, and the Electric Now app. And if you enjoyed this podcast, and even if you didn't, please rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts. We're, we're continuing to track new listeners every week, and it's because of you, because you're going on Apple Podcasts. You're giving us five stars. You're, you're spreading the word on you're social. You're telling your friends. You're telling your friends, listen to these crazy guys because they have interesting opinions, and they're <laughs> fun, and invite them into your home, into your car, into your house. Give us food. Every Friday. <laughs> <laughs> and we're glad to be there. Um, and it's free. And uh, for you now, know, before for we now. go, before we go, <laughs> I want to I want to give a very special shout out, very special thanks to the sound master, uh, Bill Ritter, another animated character. Uh, Bill, what's your pick for Cartoon Week? I go with Secret of Nim. Ooh, oh, that's a good one. Now we didn't talk at all about, about Don, Don Bluth. Bluth. Yeah, oh my true. gosh, how could we have neglected him? Yeah, An American Tale, Space Ace. 
Yeah. Um, well, that, for, for that rescue. Video game. Yeah, video game, but still. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to see yeah, yeah, it. Yeah. The, the Rescuers? Rescuers Down Under? No. Or was that Disney? No, that, that was, was Disney. Disney. But he left Disney under yeah, bad yeah. circumstances. Oh, we did talk about Richard did Williams. He, did he work on um, Black Cauldron? I believe yes. he did. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that was bad. Oh, yeah. man. We're forgetting a lot of movies. A lot of yeah, movies. We we'll are. have to we'll revi- come back here. Animation 2. <laughs> the wow. Revenge. Bill, thank you so much for mentioning Don Bluth. That's really good. I don't know how we neglected that. Um we also have uh, back there our um, uh, uh, production coordinator, Mr. Uh, Mr. Peter Holmstrom. Peter, what's your pick? Uh, I'm going to go with The Great Mouse Detective. Oh, there we go. Oh, the Great Mouse nice. Detective. It's, it's okay. A good one. That's a different era of Disney. You know, it's it like it's, it's after that the classic, but before the new classics. Right. Yeah. yeah. So it was kind of that, it was like Rescuers Down Under, yeah. Great Mouse Detective, um, Black Cauldron was yeah. in there. Um would Robin Hood fall under that? No, that no, was that was seventy four. Yeah, okay. And then and then I feel like we're missing something because it was before Little Mermaid. Because that's the new classics, yeah. right? Yeah. So and what was... Aristocats was seventy one. Oh yeah, Aristocats. <laughs> I liked Aristocats. I did too. Yeah. And what they about call it the Aristocats. And we didn't even talk about <laughs> Lady and the Tramp. Oh yeah. No. It's really good. How's the sequel on uh, Disney Plus? Didn't watch it because there's no Siamese cats in it. Oh, so we oh. have Siamese cats, and even though you know it's not politically correct to do the Siamese cat song, I love seeing the Siamese. So do cats. I. Isn't it good to be a cat? We're never getting out of this episode. <laughs> no, no, we're not. okay, okay, okay. Well, a special thanks to John who's sitting in for producer Natalie Miscali and Dylan, our post-production coordinator, who will make sure this makes it to you intact, and of course Dean Devlin, without whom the show would not be possible. So until next week. That's it for us, but Eyewitness News starts now. This episode is brought to you by Omni Consumer Products, OCP. Good business is where you find it. Makers of the ED-206 Urban Pacification System. Big is back because big is better. And the 6000 SUX, an American tradition. This show is produced by Dean Devlin and Mark A. Altman and is an Electric Surge Network production.